1: some current things, like Roger Goodell laying out new guidelines for uh, players returning to facilities, uh, um, kind of discuss what that means, basically. Um, is the NFL going to reduce the preseason on the two games, and what all that, and why? But then we'll get down and talk about the new defense coordinator, Corey uh, to a more specific than we've had in the past, and then our top three players on defense that we want to see improve. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And now it's time for the podcast. This is Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ.
2: I've been really drinking a lot of Kool Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find me. The losses here. Stafford, (laughs) regular season MVP.
3: Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor.
4: Got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm
1: your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It is June 10th. We're recording at 9.20 p.m. And I know there's no football going on, but there is still a lot to talk about, especially Detroit Lions football. But there's always a lot of stuff to talk about that. Anyways, I'm Big Z. And joining me, as always, is the Blue Kool-Aid crew. Uh, We got Connor. Yo. We got Bob. Hello there. We got UJ. Hey. And we got Ruddog. What up? So... um. What we're going to be talking about in this podcast, um, we're going to be starting this off by talking about, you know, what are the most relevant things going on. Uh, Roger Goodell just released some guidelines um, in in terms of players getting back into the facility. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the new Lions defense coordinator and then talk about our top three favorite players uh, or, or top three players that we want to see improve the most going into next year. But starting this off, um, Roger Goodell's guidelines for players entering the facility. Now, players have been uh,
3: doing a lot of Zoom meetings and stuff, but that's about it for the offseason right hey, here. Hey, Big Z, if, uh, so if talking on Zoom calls is, makes you pro football players, that mean we're basically pro football players because we're talking football on Zoom calls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys <Yes>. suck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, yep. I yes. crack myself up. So, yes, I guess, um, <laughs> if you will. Um, so let me roll through some of these. Connor, I promise you these rules will wake you up over there. See you <laughs> yawning a little bit. <laughs> But um,
4: so excited about the rule. So the
1: steps the players must take before returning to facilities. I'm going to read this verbatim from the NFL. Players, coaches, trainers, and team personnel are to be separated into three tiers with access to various parts of team facilities limited to only the most essential employees. This includes having a separate entrance for tiered personnel. All players and club employees with access to restricted areas must undergo daily screening and testing prior to entering the facility. The five-part screening questionnaire five parts it includes asking players whether they've experienced vomiting or diarrhea in the previous 24 hours. So the lions are getting, uh, th- maybe, maybe it's a boost of confidence when they walk into the silly, like, Hey, I passed the test when I walk in at the five, par- five yeah. part, five test, I can pass it every day.
5: So, no, I had a really solid dump, man. I'm
1: good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, whatever. Uh, but, so I mean, do you, do you think that this is um, something the players are, you know, willing to do? I would think so, right? Uh, UJ to just get in the facility and.
2: Well, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, they, it might not be pleasant. Or it might be indifferent to it. I don't know, but you know, it's what you got to do. Play the yeah. game. You, I'm you do. Feel it.
4: better going home with their families when they've all been tested. You know, if you're going to be tackling guys on the field. It's nice to know they're coronavirus.
2: Well, yeah, but you know what? They got to keep sixty apart, so. Yeah. You know, if the running back, they can't Air get tackling. to the running back. Like I think that. So the defense, all <laughs> they have to do is spread across the field and not leave a six foot gap. You know, special
4: distance. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: gonna have some yeah. huge gaps to run through. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: I mean,
3: personally, you gotta do what you gotta do to play football, and that's the most important thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if they said, okay, just go out on the field and practice like normal. But uh, I get people are worked up over this. I think we're, uh, I guess I'll keep the rest of it to myself. I just think it's a little blown out proportion. if so, you ask. So
1: me. here's a more interesting one. I want to, I want to know how the, well, it, it, it's definitely different. So locker rooms must be reconfigured, um, to allow players to maintain six feet of social distance at all times. Signs will be posted to discourage. Shaking hands, furniture in common areas will be removed, and extensive cleaning protocols, including <laughs> equipment, will take place multiple times a day. That that one seems a little more, uh, like, that. that's where you'll feel the change in a locker room, especially if people are six feet apart. That's just not how anybody's used to playing the sport growing up or
4: anything like that. I doubt that's going to get obeyed. Like, people are already shattering these rules, so. You know.
1: And the Lions have, like, ping pong and stuff. Does, does that mean they can't bond in the locker room like that anymore? with all these bigger
2: tables now, bigger <laughs> ping pong tables. So really big <laughs> <firing>
1: <laughs> It's
5: like tennis yeah. courts with a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, do you think this has any impact on maybe, you know, a rookie – that's stationed next to a veteran maybe now they're six feet apart you know it's harder to have a conversation where you're six feet apart rather than like well, right yeah, next I, to a guy. i think
2: just mainly getting the reps in you know uh they're learning so much of this stuff on zoom meetings and playbooks you, you can't replace actual reps on the field so no no,
1: no but i'm talking about like you know uh, chemistry in a locker room. When, are oh. you going to get that if everybody's stationed six I, feet apart rather than are you yeah. right next to each other? You can
3: only talk will, to the person like, immediately next to you. <laughs> uh,
4: everyone's in the situation together, which I think will actually – I don't think they'll be too hurt because, like, they're all in this crazy yeah. – like, this has never happened before in the NFL. Like, I actually think it might in a weird way help them. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure, but it's – I don't think the six feet apart thing is going to – damage the rookies yeah don't i'm just picturing
2: the,
5: when the veterans are bringing in the
4: the rookies they'll be like hey
5: rook measure out six feet you know they're gonna have make yeah, them carry right. around a tape you know and like have all the rookies doing all kinds of crap like that just to mess with them yeah who's I'm gonna not.
2: enforce that rule you
3: know
4: I, <laughs> i'm I, just I picturing i'm talking
3: rule. to the guy six feet or like two lockers away now you gotta yell
4: who's hey Enforce that no hey frank
3: what's that UJ.
2: No, I just say uh, who's going to enforce that, you know, eventually it's going to break down. I mean, they're going to try their best at first.
1: Yeah,
2: I think they all will, you know, but uh, just like like families during this crisis too, where you know, families are getting close. You can't keep everyone apart. All. You just can't, you know, eventually they're going to close ranks. And I think at first they'll try their best and uh, you know,
1: yeah. Whatever
3: gets us started.
1: That's what I was curious reading through these is who's going to enforce all these things. Like this next one, teams are to vo- hold virtual meetings whenever possible and are encouraged to move in-person meetings outdoors and have those attending wear masks. Meetings of 20 or more must be remote unless social distancing measures are in place. Who's going to, like, monitor that they're all wearing masks during an outdoor meeting? I don't know.
3: Yeah, oh, I'm, it's
4: me. I, don't
5: know. I'm, I know that this sucks, you know, but it's just the world we live in right now. And
4: I'm frankly I'm glad they're doing it because I want to see football, you know, and I, I'm glad they are well, do. doing yeah, something. I
5: do. I do. There's an do alternate do reality
4: where Darius Slade doesn't wear a mask mm-hmm. to practice and we keep him. And then the coaches have to yell at him and then we see it all over the news. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Um So the last one is, workout groups are to be limited to 15 people or fewer, and players are encouraged to wear masks in the weight room. Uh, uh, Similarly, trainers are to schedule appointments with players rather than have an open time for tasks such as taping ankles, and new protocols will be in place for eating. Um, So wearing masks while you work out, that does not sound fun to me. I know you got... I guess you got to do what you got to do. Like out right now I would take wearing a mask to go into a gym because I, I'd need the gym and I'd no, spend none to go in for three months now. Just I wear the
3: oxygen system. deprivation mask. You'll get buff lungs alongside your buff arms. Yeah. Well,
2: that's a yeah. point.
3: <laughs> do everything yeah, I think with an wearing oxygen. Wearing a mask,
5: mask, especially if you have one of those really high filtration masks, how do you breathe in those reps? You know, like, ah, you know, to get that in the oxygen. Yeah.
4: We're yeah i thought like the face masks like putting some kind of mask like yeah,
1: a shield like, yeah oh like yeah the but you're talking belt about belt. the
3: actual helmet right
4: yeah like that that'd give you more space i don't know what the deal is with that but i heard that was being talked about
3: <laughs> i think that's misguided what they really need is to put every player into like a bubble boy suit and they'll just go out there just freaking flying into each other with reckless abandon i think that's where the game's going we no more no germs. We don't have to worry about germs. Just football. Like everybody's in one of
1: those like zorp balls, like those big yeah, plastic balls you know, that they like roll Like the bubble boy on.
3: suit, and you can't get germs. It's uh you know hermetically sealed. Yeah. So
5: what is is there like Velcro on the ball that sticks to the when your the Stafford throws it, it, sticks to the bubble and then you roll. <laughs> yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> we, I think that's the way. If everyone's we're gonna be so scared of germs going forward.
1: So, um, in addition to all these guidelines, something else being talked right now by the NFL um, is shortening the preseason to two games. So, yay. Yay, um, nothing's yay. been finalized or anything, but multiple team executives, um, and this is per Tom Pellissero of the NFL.com, um, have informed talks of, they, they believe end up playing half of the typical preseason schedule, going from four games to two. A shortened preseason would allow for a longer ramp-up period for a league filled with players who weren't able to get their usual off-season work in with their team to the, the virus. So you're looking at possibly, and especially like the, the OTAs would be going on right now, so that is something that you know th- the players haven't had an opportunity to do. So they're, they're looking at possibly an extended training camp and spacing out practices more and things of that nature. And to do that, they would get rid of two preseason games, which is – Where the NFL seems to be trending, anyways, is by getting rid of these preseason games. So it doesn't have no problem getting
2: rid of two preseason games. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: But I kind of does that mean I have to wait two more weeks to like watch some real football? Because usually, like that first preseason game, it's like, hey, football's back. It's not really back, but it's kind of back,
3: right? Because it's not (laughs) like they're moving the season, the start of the season up. They're just moving, taking away two preseason games. So yeah, I agree. That's kind of. Not really much of a win, but hopefully in the future, we get more games in the season and less preseason. And
1: the Lions' second preseason game against the Jets, you know, is one of their two nationally televised games (laughs) this year. So we'd be losing that, too.
2: Wow. When we're we're undefeated at 8-0, they're going to start moving us into the, you know, lineup Flex
3: games, baby. We're going to own the flex games second half of the season. They're going to flex the hell
2: out of us in the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, First
3: team to get every flex game available. Calling it now. <laughs> it might have um, already happened. I have no idea.
1: Um, do you, I mean? And before we move on to you know talking about the defense coordinator, um, the, the true Lions defense coordinator, Matt Patricia. Um,
3: uh,
1: do, do you do we have the do we have the confidence in him that he is able to kind of get through this uh, adverse time and get the Lions ready for the season? I think this so. is.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's why he's there. He's the head coach. We've got to work under uh, all circumstances. If we don't believe in him to do that, then we probably don't believe in him to win football games this year. Right? Yeah. You know,
3: I, I, the way I kind of feel about it is, it's less about. Yeah, it's definitely partly about him, but I feel confident that he's him and Quinn have put together a roster of enough veteran talent that will really help bring the young guys along at an accelerated rate, so that we won't. This won't. They'll mitigate. The downside of a shortened offseason,
2: and plus, you know, every team's in the same boat. So, yeah. I mean, there's an equalizing factor there too. So, oh yeah. yeah,
1: the only way I'd say they're not in the same boat is depending on what state the team is in, because teams in like Texas and Florida and Georgia, th- th- these guidelines are really uh like behind. A- what the state is currently at, like, in terms of opening and and availability to do more things outside and at certain facilities. Are there sure.
3: any that are, like, still, like, not going to even allow this, anything close to what you just described? Well, I think the state's guidelines have
1: to be up to what they're saying. So if, like, you know, Michigan, for instance, is more strict on who can go where. Then, oh, so uh, these are then-
3: the NFL guidelines and might not even work in for the Detroit Lions yet. This is just the... Yeah, your state has oh, to allow wow. you, too.
4: I didn't so. kind of put that work in the Lions, though, because Michigan has started reopening. So
3: Everyone seems to be. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's only a matter of time. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time things really get rolling, like preseason, most of this stuff is, is almost forgotten.
1: Yeah, well... We'll see. Nobody, nobody knows what's gonna happen tomorrow, true. let alone uh, that far in advance. It's about, it's, the we'll aliens. aliens are
2: coming. I don't think that's true, sadly.
4: M- maybe will the, nice, be. I don't think so.
3: The alien will be. The lions will be fighting the aliens that start to invade. They're up next, right?
2: <laughs> hey Z, do you know what the date is that the camps are allowed to start?
1: No, I mean it, nothing's in place yet. Well. Nothing's in place. These are again like they would have to know if about these like preseason games being cut down to two to come up with a schedule. So nothing's in place yet um, for sure. But um, I think it's time uh, to move on to talking about, you know, the D- the Detroit Lions specifically. And that is somebody we haven't really talked. We've we, we talked, we've mentioned him uh, here and then, but we haven't really talked about this guy. Um, Corey Unlin, the Lions' new defensive coordinator. Now we'll we'll get into his coaching career, but I just wanted to, you know give you a little bit more about this guy. Let's let give him a little character. So he's born in Saint Cloud, Minnesota, on June twenty ninth, nineteen seventy one. So he's his fiftieth birthday is coming up this year. So uh, nineteen days away from the recording of this podcast. So shout out to Corey Allen happy birthday.
4: Wait, wouldn't that be next year? What he wouldn't be fifty; he'd be forty nine. He's forty nine. Yeah.
1: Oh, be next year.
5: the even number 2071.
3: You know, like it's not like I'm gonna
1: count. Nice, nice
3: <laughs> That's why all those discrepancy in the books. You coming in.
5: <laughs> all
1: right, so it'll be 49, so he's still a young buck. Um, he has uh three kids with his wife Amy, Caden, Brooke, and Taylor. Uh, He played safety at Cal Cal Lutheran from 1990 to 1994. Second team all-conference, so watch out. Oh, he's he's 49 now. Um, So he began coaching at Cal Lutheran as a linebacker's coach, um, was promoted defense coordinator in 2000 there, his third year there. Um, Then he moved to Fresno State for a little bit where he spent two seasons as a a graduate assistant. And then he got hired by the New England Patriots. There's the Patriots connection. (laughs)
4: A Patriots mm-hmm. connection. Wow. That's uncanny.
1: I didn't think we did we went after those. Uh so that was in 2004 he joined uh the the New England Patriots as a defensive coaching assistant and the Patriots won the Super Bowl that didn't year. They
2: sleep together in the same bed no room with no windows, him and <laughs> Patricia.
1: Um potentially. Regret. That didn't come up in my Okay. you elaborate
5: on read brain. that in an article UJ, that, was that your dream last uh, night
1: or
2: was it- <laughs> I, thought I read
1: that
2: <laughs> what's that UJ? I thought I read that somewhere where Patricia and him slept in the same it wouldn't surprise me
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me um they definitely obviously they obviously know each other from that time there so uh but Cleveland Browns hired on then in 2005. Um, where he was a defense assistant assistant underneath uh, Romeo Cornell, who was also the former Patriots uh, coach. And then in 2007, he was promoted to secondary coach for the Browns and then assistant special teams coach. And then he was promoted to defensive backs coach in 2008. So then off to 2009, he goes to the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars, um, where he's a defense assistant, um, following Romeo Cornell there as well. And then uh, he was fired in 2011 along with the rest of the staff in Jacksonville. Then 2012, he was hired defensive quality coach for the Denver Broncos and promoted a defensive back coach in 2013. I, I'm just going through the list because this guy's been through a lot. And then in 2015, he was hired by the Eagles to be their DBs coach. So he's been hardcore DBs coach for most of his career, if you haven't noticed. Um, and then in 2018, he was part of the Eagles staff that beat the Patriots, and he was still defensive backs coach then. Um, and that was when the Eagles won 41-33 to uh, 33 over the Patriots. And then – the Lions
3: hire him a defensive coordinator. So, Big Z, you forgot the time he won his Madden championship when he was in high school playing a Madden tournament with his friends.
4: I think uh, it's kind of interesting to note that most of those defenses were 4-3 schemes, except for Cleveland, which he did do some work with the three. Ah, that, that is a good point.
1: That is a very good point.
2: I'd also note, too, that uh, with the Eagles, he survived a coaching regime change, and they liked him enough to keep him on. And he stayed with him. And then the fact that he yeah. worked with Schwartz to me is a positive because, uh, you know, no matter what we thought of Schwartz as a head coach, he, he he's still a great defensive coach. And uh, if anything, he'll learn an aggressive style. I think that'll help this team out.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we need more aggression,
3: that's for sure. I
1: mean, I mean what do you think Unlin's going to bring that uh, Paul Pasqualoni? The, I, I, I'm i glad I remembered his name because he's so memorable um,
4: I think
5: Pascaloni's 50 isn't he hopefully, <laughs> <Or no.
1: laughs>
3: hopefully he just brings heard he's like cause... a very
4: intense coach like very animated on the sidelines so I think he'll bring a different level of intensity right off the bat as oh, long yeah. as he
3: brings competence that'll be enough because Pascaloni was incompetent at the NFL level
1: yeah, and this but this this is a first-time defensive coordinator, but man, he I mean this guy has been through several organizations, so he's he's been around the block a few times. Definitely a yeah. veteran in, of the NFL at least. Maybe not somebody that's been in that position before necessarily, but definitely guy that has been around and worked with a lot of players in the league and a lot of coaching staffs and people.
2: Yeah. Well, Eagles yeah.
1: well, are what, uh, what what's I do Jay?
2: I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. He was helping coach at the senior bowl, wasn't he? They were they were showing some yeah. videos of him Talking to the players and stuff, he sounds like a very engaging kind of guy, someone the players would really relate to. Well, yeah, you know,
1: and yeah. uh, I mean, that, that was one of the notes on him when they hired him. Uh, but one of the first things that we heard about him is that he, the players seem to really rally around him, at least that's what we heard from a lot of the Eagles oh, players. That. Uh, what was that, Connor? That drew on Oh, I was gonna to mention
4: that? how like a lot of Eagles fans are down on him because they didn't have a great defense. Um, especially against the pass, but they also were plagued with a lot of injuries last season. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but the Eagles organization is really high on them. I I heard that if shorts left, like he was basically a slot in the takeover and defensive coordinator position. Mm -hmm. So clearly like there, everyone there feels good about him. So that makes me feel better personally, not knowing about him.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what do you think um, schematically we're going to get out of him? That we weren't getting with Pasqualoni, or is it just a different voice in a room? That and Patricia's still making the final call. Or is this guy going to have, have more say? It,
3: it is hard to know.
1: If only we had hard knocks to maybe. Yeah. give it, well, to.
3: it would be like it would look like this: oh. a Zoom call in a camp, you know? Why are you doing <laughs> this to me, Big Z? God, you bring like up to, sore wounds.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I would like to hey, oh. Z, in response to your question, I I think uh, he's going to bring uh, a different perspective, which would be nice because I think. Patricia and Pasqualoni were kind of like linked, you know, like, and yeah. um, since he's been out in, in doing these different teams and, and from what I've heard, he gets, people have worked with him, love the guy, like they, he's a guy on the yeah. rise and he's got fresh ideas. He's like really motivated. So I think he'll bring a, a new perspective in the room. I've obviously Patricia, will, if he's the head coach, he'll decide, but hopefully he'll give him some rain and to do, do some new stuff. And I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, and I, I like uh, the other aspect of this of bringing an outside guy more. Uh, maybe, I don't know how you know how close they are out. We're, we're outside of uh, you know outside of football in the NFL, but um, in, in terms of like Pascaloni, this is the guy that gave Patricia his first uh, chance in college and was a big mentor to him. It seemed growing up, so I wonder how much uh, input Pascaloni had and like Patricia not getting back. You know, like yeah, wanting to step on his toes, own ideas or something like that because this guy was a mentor. I don't know. <laughs> I always uh, if, that, that, if that happened.
4: I always suspected it was all Patricia. And I I think since they were so bad last year, he's gonna start to loosen the rein a bit and let the DC like really come in and do something. So I would expect mm-hmm. more control now than Pascalani had when he was here. See
3: Connor, I suspected the opposite. I suspected that it was pascaloni and that Patricia was trying not to step on the toes of his coordinators too much. I mean We will never know. Right. That's we'll we'll, we'll never be sure unless they do like an expose or something. But, uh, I I got the sense that he wasn't micromanaging his coordinators and that was part of his problem. Not that he wasn't even stepping in enough. Like he was just watching them, let them do their own thing mm -hmm. and fail as they might or succeed as they might. But eh, we'll see. And this guy, I don't know. He's got a lot of history, so I I think if Patricia will want to listen to this guy, he'll bring a lot of good input. Yeah. Um. So I I think that it's going to cover
1: a defensive coordinator for now. I'm sure we'll have a lot more things to talk about him, especially if we ever get into training camp. Um. But it's kind of all speculation right now. Unfortunately, that's all we can do is speculate and predict. Yeah. Yeah. But what we all really know, we're good at. Uh, doing both those things very well.
3: We're excellent. Our records have matched the Lions every year. We've done this podcast. That's so. right. Perfect That's record. So um, so the final part of this podcast I wanted
1: to do um, was just um, every, everybody has a little list here of the, three player, the top three players that they want to see improve. So we, we're talking about Unland. We're talking about improving the defense. And in part of that, I want to do top three players that we want to see improve next year. So <laughs> I'll, I'm going to kick off my list. I'll just say number three right now. Um, Will Harris. Uh, this guy has got to step up. Uh, the Lions took a chance on him. You know, a lot of people kind of questioned that the the third round draft choice of him. So, uh, I mean, I, first of all, I want to see him make sound, get better in sound tackling because his tackling last year was so disappointing for a guy that size to not be able to tackle and and kind con- kind of get run over a few times was highly disappointing. Uh, so I, I don't know if anybody else had Will Harris on their list, but that that was my number three. Was that you, Jay?
2: Not me. Yeah, <laughs> not on my list. He's on my honorable well, I would mentions. Love to see him improve, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of. You, I've
1: seen. <laughs> I mean, did, did Will Harris get thrown in uh a, too much last year and and uh, we're kind of uh, the way the season went,
3: it didn't matter, value. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, get some you, playing yeah. time, man. Yeah, yeah, he I did not deserve that. what he got from what I could see. Yeah. Um. Who, so,
1: uh, Bob, who do you have as number three on your list?
5: I have uh, well, a guy who I think is already pretty good is uh, TJ Hawkinson. But I mm. I wanted to see him improve. But no, we're, we're going defense, Bob. We're going defense. Oh, here. you're going defense. defense. Yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> you all oh, I'm defense? sorry.
3: Do you want to play um, you want him playing DN now? It'll justify well, yeah. his draft he's, pick he's a little
5: awesome more. <laughs> <players>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was just a general uh no. player. All right, Sorry, go I'll, to the next guy. My you list has
4: gotta... gone to shit then because I thought it was just players. So. all right, UJ. I'm
2: back uh, mine would be Deshaun Hand. Uh, yep. he's already a very good player, but uh I just want to see him get over this injury bug that he seems to have had since he's been in the league. And uh, if he if he comes around i think uh he's going to really really elevate this defense uh with his play so he's my number 3 guy that i would really like to see improve
1: yeah and we god we just need him on the field like you said uh,
2: exactly i mean that's it more than anything that's a multiple play but just being there being available yeah oh
1: yeah that's a big 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 thing you know you can't improve if you're not going to be on the field yep
3: oh, <laughs> nope. um how about you Red dog my number 3 is uh this guy probably won't see the field as much as we as he might like, and it could be for his best uh, benefit. But Amani Warrior, I really think this guy's got a top-notch ceiling, and I want to see him to continue to improve on what he built on his rookie season.
1: Yeah, so do, do we see Amani Warrior? Um, we don't see him starting probably yet.
3: Well, he's got stiff competition between oh. Trufant and uh, Okuda. Yeah. But, I mean, you never know. He has a year on Akuda, and he has really nice measurables. You never know. Akuda's starting. Bob Quinn has said as much. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: I, I don't think. I would hope so. Uh, that's why I think a Warrior's um, role is probably. Well, first of all, obviously, a backup if <laughs> someone gets injured. But in terms of if everybody's healthy, um, nickel packages. Uh, I wouldn't say playing the slot, but we have a slot
3: guy. So. He's not a slot. He's an outside corner. But I like, know. I mean, really, he's he's Trufant's backup because Trufant's the guy you're not sure is going to stay healthy. And then he's Okuda's, I guess, too, if he doesn't quite get the game figured out as a rookie. But but this is the kind of depth that Bob Quinn
1: has been trying to build. If uh, we have a guy with warriors uh, upside as a backup, that's kind of where you want to see him right now.
3: I see him not making Trufant play every snap. Like, he's going to relieve Trufont because he's up there in age, and they're not going to want him out there the entire game. So, he might relieve him from time to time. That's fair. I can see that happening.
2: Yeah. Plus, in a Patricia defense, he uses a lot of defensive backs. I think you can see a lot of looks where there's six, sometimes seven defensive backs. He'll get right. It's a matter of starting. I don't know, but he's going to see the field. Uh, quite a bit that,
3: that's why he's my three because i don't see him necessarily as an immediate starter impact but i think he'll find a role in this defense this year and i'd like to see him continue to build on i mean he what do you have a pick last year or two i can't remember but he he showed some real promise and i i want to see him build on it yeah, he had two picks last year. Yeah, it was awesome for a rookie. That that was the same thing. Tracy Walker kind of did. Well, he got one stolen by a stupid holding call. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that, he's the guy. I my third. He's my third. All yeah. right, Bob, you've you've really right. re- reevaluated well, <laughs> the list. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with the guy uh, who's been a little inconsistent to me is uh, Romeo Aquara. I think he's been a good player for us a lot of times, but then he kind of disappears. But I think having his brother on the squad they're going to push each other. Yeah, like I like it. I think I think it'll help. But it'd be nice if he stepped up and we just had a consistent good rotation there. Oh,
1: hell. To yeah. Get at the quarterback. Like do the Lions need D-line help? I don't I don't think they need that much no. help, do they? If everybody's they healthy, that's the thing.
5: That's <laughs> the thing. if
3: if they're healthy and they play to their capabilities, I don't think we need much help. I was being sarcastic, but
5: I, I figured oh, you man. were, but, but I, I, I don't think know Dog knows I'm sarcastic. I knew you were
3: being sarcastic, but I think we actually have enough talent currently on the roster. I just think there's too many question marks. Well, well the, the biggest question marks is D-line. So uh, well, I'm saying, I'm talking about D-line roster. I think you look at the guys we currently have on roster. There's enough talent there. Like if, like Bob just said, if Julian Aquar, or Romeo Aquar, steps up his game, then I think we have more than we realize. Him and a few other guys, but I think we actually have a decent amount of talent. It's just a matter: of do they actually play up to their talent? All right, Connor, what do you, what do you got, man? You
1: reevaluate your list too over there, I, right? drinking uh, your yogurt parfait or something.
4: <laughs> okay, my sister brought me some ice cream. Um, ah, yeah, oh, so nice. I'm gonna go with uh, Tavai. I I some people probably have him higher on the list. Um, I know. Uh, He was kind of used everywhere up the middle of the field last year. Um, But he really struggled, I think, against the run and against tight ends. So he's a player I'd really like to see improve. He was one of those picks that everyone was just kind of blindsided by. He showed some great flashes against, like, different passing plays and such. But I'd really like to see him improve a lot next year. I think that would do wonders for defense and our linebacker. Yeah, he definitely
1: got thrown in the deep end right away early in the season with the Davis injury and yeah. uh definitely got, you know, less playing time as the season went on when Davis got healthier again. But uh yeah, the the Lions definitely have a lot of it seems like a lot of plans,
3: right, for him. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: it, it it seems like he's got a lot of potential. I, I think he's gonna realize it. I just
3: Oh yeah. I think I think
4: gonna he's gonna be great he's crossed the bridge.
1: All right, so let's move on to our number two now. Um, I have a number two, um, Nick Williams. Now, I know we just signed this guy, but –
3: I thought it was guys from last year's roster. I didn't say that.
1: I said two guys – people on defense We way seen see improved from last
3: year.
5: This list is uh, confusing everybody so far, but – Yeah, what the (laughs) heck, It's
1: defensive players, and Nick Williams is a guy that we signed – um, he finally had a, br- a breakout year in terms of like, he went from zero production to six sacks last year from the D tackle position for the Chicago bears. Now I want to see him step up and become like a true starter for the lions. I think that's what they envisioned him being. I think the lions think they got a steal in free agency here with this guy. Um, and,
3: uh, why you give me that look, Rod dog? I don't know. I just thought it was only from guys that were on the roster last year that were improving because <coughs> that changes everything. His own list. Leave him alone. I know, but then yeah. I'd have Danny Sheldon on this list. I didn't know we had such strict rules but for this list.
1: You made the rules. I just said, <laughs> guys on defense you want to see improve. It wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that big. Well, you can tra- you can change your list right now if you want on the fly. Uh, but my my guys Nick Williams, uh, we need a defensive presence uh, up the middle besides the show on Hand. I re- and Nick Williams is seems like the most promising guy to do that. Um, it's in terms of a guy that I want to see improved and we need to see improvement badly. Yeah. So, uh, Dog, uh,
3: let's, let's go to you then. Uh, what, what do you have in number two? Did change you change my mind? list on the fly. Danny Shelton. I was going to have Deshaun hand because like you, Jay said, but, Danny Shelton, I mean, he had a, he really upped his game last year and showed he's more than just a run stuffer and he was active in the past game, contributed. And if that guy continues to improve, he's a first round draft pick with great attributes that could become a dominant nose tackle in the NFL. And oh my God, if we signed him on the deal we did, we might've just got one of the ultimate steals. Yeah. Uh, so, so. Th-
1: and, and Shelton, Shelton was on the Browns, then the Patriots, now the Lions, so... Th- uh, ho- hopefully he's finding his last home. So would you just look
3: up? Yeah, yeah. three sacks last year as a three sacks as a nose tackle, and I mean you watch his highlight film. The dude is not like a, he's not a, just a space eater. He moves pretty well for a giant dude, and he could definitely replace the Snacks production plus if he continues to improve on a much cheaper deal. <laughs> and on a much cheaper deal. So yeah, now that with the new. Uh, rules of this list, he's my number two.
1: All right. How about you, UJ? Uh
2: my number two guy, I'm gonna go with Tavai. Uh Connor was number three guy. But uh I think Tavai has a potential to be I think he's the potential to be one of the top linebackers in the league, top middle linebackers. Uh I, I oh. think we, he just scratched the surface last year and he's obviously not afraid. He hits the hole hard. He's a he's a rough tackler. He's he's a punishing tackler uh, and he's big. I mean, I I think he just fits Patricia's off uh, our defense, and uh, I'd like to see him make the the jump to the next level, and I, and I think he could be really good. So, so
1: what's a who's what's a linebacker in the NFL that would you say is at that next level that you want to see him get to? Like, comparison compared uh, to guy,
2: <laughs> Van Noy.
1: It's
2: I don't know if he's the Van Noy type though. He's, he, to me, he's more of a more of a middle linebacker. I think Van Noy is more of a. Pass a rush linebacker, so high tower.
1: To I was just trying to think of linebackers that big that are that have high production.
3: High tower. Continue uh, well, the Patriots comparison.
2: Yeah, it, could be, it could be. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I didn't think about comparisons. I just think that he could be a very effective player in our defense, and he's going to be a punishing tackler. He's going to be kind of an enforcer in there. That you know that we could really use. I just think if he improves gets to the next level, he's going to be a very – he's going to really help the defense out. All right. How about you, Bob?
1: Uh,
5: okay. My number two guy, um, they, uh, I will go with the linebacker room as well, but uh, Jared Davis. I mean, the, yeah, they declined dude. the fifth-year option, but I still believe in this guy. I know he hasn't hit the pro ball right away, but uh, he's been working hard. He doesn't complain, man. He's, he declined the fifth-year option. He's been uh, – from what I've read – He's like in super great shape right now and he's been working on his speed and uh maneuverability <laughs> so i think he's going to be good this year so he should improve and i think he will improve actually yeah, you see I, the pink he, if he makes a jump that, that'll be huge
3: i like that one bob what's that uj
5: you see the pics of
3: him? He, he's jacked now. Oh,
5: yeah. He's jacked. He, he cross, cut his body southern. fat down. He's
3: he's more jacked? Oh my, oh, my God. Yeah, he's already a pretty big dude. <laughs> he put on no, no, they more sure muscle and
5: it.
4: reduced his fat, and he's, he's like, ridiculously fit right now. It's a bunch
3: ridiculous. of those guys
4: went to that same camp. Yeah, his program. Like a bunch of Lions players. Oh yeah, the guy the, who went there, Zenner went so, to the, the same guy, right? Running back you all love for some weird reason went there. Oh, Zenner. Zenner!
3: <laughs> yeah. he gave what? us hope, Connor. He what? gave us hope. We're color. gonna get him on the
1: podcast one day. Yeah, i tried reaching belt. out to his people, no response yet, but we'll get him. We'll get
5: him. Yeah, we we'll we'll <laughs> Most <laughs>
3: underappreciated running back in Lions history. <laughs> but Connor, you guys think that?
5: Do you guys think Davis will be good next year? Or what do you guys think? Or do you think
3: he's yeah,
4: started- I got down-
3: well? I might get to him in a moment, Bob. But uh, Bob, I agree spoil, with you. Like, okay. It depends on how they use him. Honestly, it depends on how they use him. Unless he makes some dramatic hop in his ability to read and react, it depends on how they use him. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. I mean, I have Jarrett Davis as my number one easily. I Davis as my number uh, one too. So I didn't
4: want yeah. to talk about. Right yeah, I, mean, l- I mean, yeah. Let's just talk <laughs> about him now then, uh, right. because
1: I mean, it's this is the guy that we've put so much time and effort to making him productive on the defense. Uh, you, I mean, this this is a guy that we need to step up. It, it, it's if he doesn't yeah. do it this year, obviously he's gone, but this is a guy that, you know, we've seen what he can do when he's on his game and how big of an <laughs> impact he can have on the defense, but it's only in flashes. It's never consistent. Um, he can be gone for games at a time, weeks at a time and all. This, but then one game he shows up uh, and has like three sacks. So, I, we just need to see more consistency out of him. If we can get him to play or Patricia can finally find that avenue where he fits in perfectly to that defense, it could be a yeah, huge to follow, game changer.
2: Well, Roddog was saying the same thing. Uh, I think he's not a three down linebacker. He, he his he he's so skilled. I mean, he's so talented and so athletic. We just find it the right niche for him as a pass rusher in certain situations. He could be elite at that. He, I don't think he's going to ever be elite as a three-down linebacker, read and react linebacker. But if we find that spot for him to use him correctly, he could be maybe yeah. an elite person in that role. You know, sort of like Fanoy.
4: It feels like we've just been misusing him. Like it doesn't feel like the talent's not there. It just doesn't feel like exactly. it fits in the scheme Patricia wants him to fit into. Right. So, which is
3: disappointing because not just Patricia, but before him. I feel like we've been promised this defensive scheme that like tailors, tailors itself to the defense, right? Or to the players, not like the scheme that demands something out of the players. They find their strengths and use them to their absolute utmost. And Tavon Austin said the same thing and failed to use Kyle Van Noy and then he goes to the Patriots and tears it up. And now we have Jared Davis who's super athletic and we can't really figure out his role. It's like they keep trying, no matter who we get, they try to fit guys. the the round peg in the square hole, so to speak. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Well, That's a different uh, coaching staff we're talking about. No, Those I know. Guys. I'm saying like- we've been, pr- we've been promised this for two consecutive regimes and we still haven't got it. At least not dem- dem- demonstrably. I haven't seen them show enough creativity to take guys who don't quite fit what they want and put them in a unique role. That's all I'm saying. We'll see if they can figure it out this year. Maybe that was uh, Pascaloni's fault last year. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> the The Lions love, or we as Lions fans love the. Yeah, I, no, I'm not going to get to it. But uh, all right, let's. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't need to get to it right now. Uh, So, I. Th- UJ, Connor, and, and uh, I all had uh, – Davis is our number
3: one. So, Ruddog, who do you have as number one? My number one? So, like, I liked actually – Jared Davis is a really good pick because I agree. The guy has <laughs> sky-high potential if he can put things together. Thank you. But I'm, I have a guy who uh, – who's already really starting to like show his potential and demonstrate it more consistently, who I think could be a, a hall of famer one day and that's Tracy Walker. I want to see him to continue to build. I think this guy could be like discussed with the Ed Reed's and Troy Polamalu's. I think he is supremely talented and gifted safety and I want to see him continue to build on what he's done so far with, you know, better coordinating. I think he could be an amazing player. So Tracy Walker. Dude's got it all. He's tall, long, fast. Got instincts. Oh, I'm excited to see him play again this well, year. You know what helps DBs put up those great stats? Pass rush. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it helps when you actually send a pass rush, like blitzes yeah. sometimes. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, because even the even the most elite elite of cornerbacks and safeties in the NFL can only <laughs> defend these guys for so long.
3: Oh yeah, no um, kidding.
1: With the elite quarterback play that goes on and around, but and it all it all starts with the pass rush. It's it's just amazing. I mean, we showed the stats last year of how long the Lions let the quarterback <laughs> stand in the pocket for compared to the rest of the league. It wasn't even close, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so the the I I believe the prop the improvements
3: there start with the the, the D line. Yes. D line and scheme. I think scheme was so atrocious last year, and that's why I'm excited about this new guy coming out of Schwartz's hyper aggressive scheme. Where we come, where how many times did we send more than four guys? Like less than anybody else in the NFL, and oftentimes we only send three. That's that's going to be a huge yeah. like just aggression. Just some aggression would change our whole defense. We'll I think
4: the question is, would our defensive coordinator put a spy on the homes? That's what he did. <laughs> Yeah! yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so the- obvious! <laughs> that's the question we all have to ask. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's Jared Davis. We found his role. Come on. Yeah. If we can do this, why can't they?
1: <laughs> you know who that could have been was Isaiah Simmons. but.
3: Oh, don't get yeah. me started, uh, Z. Yeah. Don't get me started.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, Bob, who did you, who do you have as n- at number one there?
5: Uh, yeah, well, the, I this isn't scientific because I didn't have my list uh, prepared properly, but but I, I'm going to go with with uh, oh I could speak now, <laughs> Um, because uh, I I think this secondary could be really good, and if he steps up, I don't I don't see him being an all pro, but I could see him being a pro bowler, like upper tier. Uh, defensive back. And if we had that, you know, with uh, Akuda, I think this could be a really good, really good uh, step in the right direction on this defense. I mean, everything has to click. And uh, we saw flashes of it. I know it doesn't seem like it last year, but uh, if you think of for certain games where everything is like moving together, um, there is potential on this defense from the coaching standpoint. And I think our overall talent's gone up. And I think if he steps up uh, that'll be a big piece of it. So that would be huge if he set up. So, there's my guy. I d-
1: I definitely think that our, uh, our our I I believe our overall talent's improved too. I don't think people understand the depth that we've built. To be honest with you, I think it's very underrated
4: the amount of death that we built. Well, people just react because we lost Slay, right? It must be so much worse. but you, They don't ever got a movie.
3: Maybe. You know what we did on the front end too, like. People like I see so many people criticizing us for dropping Kennard because he was like this hard worker and he had seven sacks, but that just tells me you didn't really watch the Lions' defense last year because you, if you did, you would realize Kennard was feast or famine and his seven sacks came so rarely throughout the season. Like and in, in between, there wasn't a whole lot of pass pressure. Like and Jamie Collins, I think, is a huge upgrade in talent and capability over Devin Kennard. At this point, in their perspective. <laughs> car- I hope you're right anyway. about that. I mean, proven-wise, I guess, but, yeah, I mean, maybe Canard will go on and tear it up for what – he go to the Cardinals. Yep, Cardinals. And, I, you know, I hope he does well, but I think Jamie Collins is a better player, definitely at this point in their careers.
4: Hey, uh, Big Z, I, I don't mean to put you on blast, but you did skip my number two pick.
3: Oh, I'm, my bad, Connor.
1: <laughs> oh, my bad, man.
3: Wow. 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 Well, <laughs> I
1: thought I he had to. Um, I thought he had to buy it too for some reason. That's why uh, I had to buy it three. Oh um, my bad.
4: It's not an exciting pick. I was just gonna say Sean Hand. You know he's proven. There's nothing to say about him. I just need him to stay healthy. But I just wanted to get it out there for the record books.
1: <laughs> oh my bad. My bad, partner.
4: Um, so it's off my chest now. Wow, Thanks for right.
1: I was letting you enjoy the the uh, your ice cream over there. That's that's why it was really tasty. <laughs> um. So I think
3: should you do his number one now too? <laughs> well, it was, it, we know his number <laughs> one now. Yeah, I, yeah. I already <laughs> forgot. Sorry. Yeah. Does hey, that let me just one editorial
5: note before we. Uh, oh, an
1: editorial note. Editorial note. Editorial note. Editorial note. Editorial
5: note. The more I've been reading about the Lions and just going over the draft and everything, this whole worst to first thing seems like it's real I'm I'm starting to really believe in this thing so (laughs) maybe it's the Kool-Aid talking yeah but I I (laughs) really see this thing happening and that we we actually talk and be true really good players like uh, our rookies and stuff I'm I'm excited so anyway
3: hey Bob (laughs) I saw some supporting evidence to your claim just now that uh this guy on YouTube who's like this coach who just does or former coach that just does these in-depth breakdowns of actual like, like does like really good analysis on players and their, what they do well and stuff. And he (laughs) said he made a compelling video about how the lions are going to win the North this year. And this guy's not a lions fan. He's a Patriots fan. He's and he just does his analysis as like, you know, a professional so to speak. And he looks at it and he just sees what we have going on with Stafford and everything. And, and he says, we're going to win the North. So I like you, it. you got some, you got some, uh, corresponding evidence does there. He have, does he have a name? <laughs> he's that guy on YouTube that I don't remember. His oh, name. Oh, he, has okay. like, he has
1: like 50 views.
3: <laughs> no, he's not. He's good. Hold on. Oh my God. Fine. Fine. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look at my YouTube history. Yeah. You, you, you caused this. Aww. This is, you brought this up. Oh, All wait, right. wait, wait, nope. wait, why, why are you looking it up? Um, uh, it's, it's why the lions will win the NFC North and his YouTube channel is the hook cam. So sorry for not, you know, directly shouting out it right away, but I didn't remember. Shout it out just, to the hook. He's on the spot. The hook cam and this dude, he's pretty good. He pretty, he's, he seems to really know football as from like a coaching standpoint. I think he used to be a coach. So anyway, yeah, so you're basically right, Bob. That's what I'm getting at. All right. So, yeah, no now that we went adrenaline. all around there.
2: All right. We have to watch it, is, it's watching, though. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll check it out.
3: I, I really will. So. Yeah. Cool. It, 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 he's good. He's good. I like his work.
1: All right. So I think that's going to wrap up our episode here. Um, but before we go, um, I just wanted to note to please follow us on social media, Instagram at Drinkin' Blue Kool-Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions, you can also find us on YouTube now. As we do this, our you- time is running. Oh. Out. <gasps> there it is, UJ. We're we're getting this done just in a nick of time. It looks like <laughs> um, if we don't complete it before the last drop of sand falls, the universe will end. And if you're listening, um, you know via podcast and not looking at the video, UJ has this uh, huge ass hourglass behind him <laughs> that he started at the beginning, and he just said ass, and it's it's still. Uh, it's ticking down, but we're getting it down to the wire. But I just wanted to, again, mention Instagram, drinking the blue Kool-Aid, Twitter, at drinking lions, YouTube, drinking the blue Kool-Aid as well. And we also have an email. So please reach out to us. Any questions you have comments, uh, improvements to the podcast and we'll get, um, we'll try to answer them to you or try to make it better. Um, and that's drinking the blue Kool-Aid at gmail.com. We well, want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And thanks to producer kid J as well, um, for helping us, uh, make the podcast and, Looks like we're getting done just in nick of time, UJ. So, last but not least, as always,
3: Go, go Lions! Lions! Woo! Forward
1: down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, send and cheer the brave. Rock, rock! In the
3: game In with the honor, game, you will we'll keep, keep your, your fame. fame down the field and game alliance lion's victory. Go. Go. Go.